Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know what? A bloody Ms. Listros. Yeah, I know. She crashed the economy with a toxic, hard-right economic agenda of slashing taxes on the rich in big business, handing vast sums of wealth to people who, frankly, already have too much of it. She crashed the pound. Fine, okay, fine. Also, the bond market, so we're going to get pernickety. Nearly brought down uh, pension funds. Millions, of course, paying more on mortgages as a consequence. Also, on rents, because private renters are erased from this conversation, um, and those increased mortgages often, of course, passed on as higher rents. Yeah, fine. Again, details, details. Paul Johnson, the director of the Institute for Fiscal Studies, says we're still suffering the hangover of Liz Truss's mini-budget. I take your point. I hear what you're saying. But she was funny. She gave us some great memes. We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. And if there's one thing that this country needs now in its moment of chaos and turmoil, it's funny memes. So obviously, I am delighted to hear that Liz Truss is planning a comeback. A WhatsApp group um, wants you to support her leadership campaign. And what a successful WhatsApp group that was. Uh, has reportedly been pinging again. MPs joining back in droves. They are after seconds. And uh, after that, main course, who, who wouldn't be? Um, I'm feeling very nostalgic myself, I have to say, these Hallison days of trust. Apparently she's set to do a public intervention in the coming days. Now, I know if some of us, if we became Prime Minister, crashed the economy, ending up with approval ratings amongst British voters uh, lower than Vladimir Putin, that is not an exaggeration, by the way, and got forced out after 45 days, we might be like, do you know what? I'm going to sit politics out. Um, not for me. I'd at least maybe show some contrition. Um, sorry about that, guys. What am I like? Um, not least, say maybe sorry to those of you who literally will be paying vast sums extra uh, because of the terrible policies that she inflicted on the country. Not Liz, though. She's set to do a speech setting out that actually what she did was was great and, and really good. Um, Bitman here is ready for Liz. Aren't you? You're ready for Liz. Um... Now, I really think we need to take on some of the arguments Liz Truss is going to make because the reason Liz Truss became Prime Minister, if we're just going to be very clear about what happened, is Conservative Party members and a large number of MPs decided that Boris Johnson was too left-wing. They thought he was too interventionist on the economy and they felt he wasn't committed enough to rolling back the frontiers of the state and slashing taxes. He wasn't Thatcherite enough. Now, Boris Johnson doesn't really believe in anything other than himself. But that was not the problem with Boris Johnson not being committed to neoliberal uh, dogma sufficiently. Now, the reason it's important to take this on is because the Tories are going to keep trying to rerun this experiment. And it is based on a founding myth that what laid the foundations for Trussism, Thatcherism, was vindicated by history. And therefore, what we need is more Thatcherism. Now, 
I'm going to give Liz Truss some credit, which I think is more than generous, given the circumstances. Um, because, actually, the underlying analysis of Liz Truss and her economic policies was absolutely correct. Which was that British economic growth in the last few decades has been weak. It's been anemic. There's been a lack of growth. Now, the, the problem with that analysis, which is, broadly speaking, correct is it doesn't engage with the fact that those decades she's talking about are those of Thatcherism. That the Thatcherite consensus in the 1980s, since then, we've had not just weak and anemic growth, but what growth we've had has been very badly distributed. That is, you get growth, but that growth ends up in the bank balances of a very small group of people. Now, the basis, the foundations, I mean, you could say the foundations go back to the 19th century, laissez-faire, economics, laissez-faire, liberalism, that kind of stuff. Obviously, it goes way, way, way back. But this had this renaissance um, from the 1970s onwards. And the foundations for that were laid in the aftermath of World War II. So when World War II happened and the Nazis were defeated, what the consensus was in the West was that the reason we ended up with a genocidal war, which obviously killed tens and tens of millions of people um was in large part from the despair of the great depression and the great depression of course as the consensus was um was made possible because of laissez-faire economic policies so the idea after world war ii was that you actually needed an interventionist state which is why we got in various forms welfare state nationalization of key industries, what we call Keynesian economics, obviously inspired by John Maynard Keynes. You've got demand management, you've got state state management of, of overseeing of the economy. So it's degrees of state planning, essentially, in the Western world. Um, strong trade unions. Um, and now, this did not go down well with the true believers of laissez-faire. I'm talking about economists like Friedrich Hayek and Milton Friedman and the philosopher Karl Popper. So what happened in 1947 is they were well depressed and they met up in this sleepy Swiss town called Montpellier. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And they wrote a statement announcing that the central values of civilization are in danger caused by a decline in, of belief in private property in the competitive market. And they fleshed out a belief that the state and collectivism were mortal threat to the individual's ability to succeed. Now, 
this was the philosophy which Margaret Thatcher and then, of course, Liz Truss would come to follow with zeal. Now, the neoliberals, as they became known, used their political exile in order to prepare for a moment when they might have an opportunity to resurrect those ideas. So they went on to found these think tanks, which still exist today, like the Institute of Economic Affairs and the Adam Smith Institute. And that would lay foundations intellectually. They'd get funders to back them. Obviously, big business, wealthy individuals were quite attracted to these institutions because they were saying, uh, peddling ideas that if you cut taxes, for example, on rich people, then that will be good for everyone. Funny enough, a lot of millionaires and multi-billionaires uh, agreed with that. Now, what these ideologues really needed was crisis. Uh, they were very open about this. Milton Friedman said only a crisis actually perceived uh, produces real change. When the crisis, um, uh, when the crisis happens, though, he says it depends on the ideas lying around. So he's saying you can't just wait for a crisis and then everything will collapse and then you know you can sweep on in with your own ideas. You have to lay the intellectual foundations. So in the 1970s, when you got the oil price, price strike, um, we had an oil price hike. Um, in the early 70s, we got the collapse of Bretton Woods, the international financial framework. A lot of that was to do with the Vietnam War, which waged in, raged in the 60s and 70s. You got mass inflation across the Western world. Unions went on strike to try and get their living standards of their members to keep up the cost of living. Does that sound familiar? And they, the, the right used that to say this is because of the post-war settlement of collectivism. And we need to produce, we need to create something else. Um, and, and Thatcher cleverly wove this story of individual efforts stifled by the state. She said, we believe that everyone has the right to be unequal and that there are others with special gifts who should have ha who should also have their chance. So taxes were slashed on the rich, state assets were flogged off and trade unions were hobbled. Now, in the eyes of Liz Truss, what Thatcher did was liberate Britain from the corset of socialism and ushered this new age of prosperity. And therefore, a, we'll get a return to that particular vision if those policies are enacted. The problem was, it's all bollocks, complete bollocks. Now, you know, Thatcher's have got a lifeline because of the discovery of North Sea oil, which they just fitted away, unlike Norway, which allowed turn that into a massive Norwegian sovereign wealth fund, which they use to, to, to fund their uh, welfare state, for example. Um, in the 1980s, economic growth in Britain was about the same as the much demonised and hated 1970s. On average, it was almost exactly the same throughout that decade. The difference was the growth of the 1980s was less equitably distributed than the 1970s. So a lot of that growth ended up in the pockets of a small few, unlike the 1970s. Now, what happened after that is really interesting because not only did you get, by historical standards, unremarkable growth, but now less equitably distributed, in the 1990s, growth fell again. In fact, the 1990s had the lowest growth of any decade since World War II. What happened after that in the 2000s? Again, lower growth than before. The 2010s was about the same. All you did get with Thatcherism, you didn't get economic growth. I mean, just objectively, that didn't happen. By historical standards, we got weak economic growth after Thatcherism was unleashed. What we did get was community stripped of secure work, creaking infrastructure and public services, and a huge explosion in inequality. And of course, because of the hobbling of the trade unions, that's one of the main reasons we've had such a long uh, squeeze in people's living standards. The argument, if you take cutting taxes, will make more growth and tax revenue, all the rest of it, 
that hasn't worked. And in fact, you don't need to listen to me. Rishi Sunak correctly said that low corporation tax rate we have had has done absolutely zilch for investment in our economy. It has not increased. It's still one of the lowest in the developed world. It accounts for over half of our productivity difference. Absolutely correct. So George Osborne and New Labour before that, but they cut corporation tax time and time again. It didn't increase revenue. That's what Liz Truss is arguing. In fact, those revenues just went down because we were taxing them less. The whole thing is a mirage. It's a myth. The only reason these ideas survive is because there are wealthy and powerful people in whose interest they serve who keep using their very, very big, powerful positions to argue for these policies. There is no other reason. This is an experiment which has failed. The reason this country is in a mess and in turmoil is because of these economic policies, which then bred huge amounts of disillusionment that fed into the massive turmoil like Brexit and all the rest of it. What Liz Truss is arguing is to double down on things which have objectively failed. As Albert Einstein is rumoured to have said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Trussism failed. Thatcherism failed. And if Liz Truss wants to stand up at a podium and make the argument that actually her policies were completely correct and will be vindicated by history, well, she will get applauded by very rich, powerful people. But the reality is, all those policies did is push this country even further to the precipice and cause more insecurity and hardship for people who are already struggling. Nothing more and nothing less. Please like, subscribe and support us on patreon.com forward slash I'm Jose Ford. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.